everyone, how are you? This is Today in Space on the Road, a special edition. Uh, I am doing one of my Marathon Mondays, uh, one of the last few ones uh, for the classes I'm doing to finish up my degree and uh, and get done. If, if you can't tell, uh, I'm a little out of breath. Uh, I uh, was, so I, I'm on the road, I'm trying to do this, um, like I said, on the road. <laughs> repeating myself um trying to do this on the road and cover the spacex crs6 launch uh where they'll be launching dragon to the iss uh and then hopefully uh trying to land the um first stage falcon 9 back on the drone ship um elon musk said on twitter earlier that uh, there's less than 50 percent chance of it being successful and the 80% success rate at the end of the year he's talking about is, of course, due to the fact that they're going to have a lot more launches. So after each one, they'll get better and better. That's, that's what I would figure. It makes sense. Makes sense. People get so uptight about when someone gives an actual estimate. Estimate. It's just like, guys, he's giving you a number. Be happy with it, you know? Um, he's already been breaking all the rules when you really think about of of what you can and can't do. And people are still up his ass about it. I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, I am in my car. I was trying to walk around <laughs> to find a spot where I am so I could do this um, this on-the-road podcast outside, kind of get some sounds. Uh, so if you do hear any sounds, uh, the garage I'm in right now is uh, right in front of one of the, um, the sport fields. So um, if you hear music, whistles... Uh, or, well, it looks like there's just lacrosse outside, so, um, lacrosse and long jump, looks like? Yeah, so, hear any of those sounds, that's what it is. Uh, or the, the sound of cars, um, that's, that's what we're doing here. So we're just waiting, um, I am trying to watch the NASA coverage online on my cell phone, which, just, just... Based on that, it's amazing. I mean, the fact that I can even do this is awesome. The issue I'm having, though, is because I'm in the garage, um, it's definitely not making it easy to watch this. Uh, it keeps freezing, and uh, I'm definitely not getting the best that I can get. Um, there's still 60% chance for good weather. There is a cell, a few cells that might be combining a little north, um, where they are in Florida, Cape Canaveral. Space Complex 40, I think? Yeah, if, if I remember from yesterday. So, um, we're just kind of waiting to see. Uh, the coverage looks cool. Um, if uh, anyone who, who's unaware, um, CRS-6 is another resupply mission, just like CRS-5 that we covered earlier um, this year. And um, it's, it's going to bring up a ton of scientific... Uh, Thing, uh, materials and experiments and and things up to the International Space Station so that uh, um, they can get to work up there. It's going to be, I'm sure, resupply uh, stuff for for just the astronauts up there in general. I was reading uh, one of them is they're bringing up like tens of thousands of tomato seeds up there um, that's going to be working with a whole bunch. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm sorry, but um, it's going to be working with a bunch of different classes around the U.S., around the world I'm not sure um, but I guess they're gonna grow the tomatoes up in space 
and then bring them back down uh, so the classes can grow, grow them in their classrooms or they're growing them up in space and each classroom gets to work with them I'm not 100% sure but I'll definitely have a link up when this goes up about that uh, so what are some other experiments um, let's see uh, there's some experimental data for the year in space that's going up there um, that's gonna be um, I don't know too much of the details uh, the link will definitely be up there uh, but one of the interesting ones I, I had seen was that they will be um, checking the the fluid shifts that have they know that fluid shifts happen to astronauts while they're in space um, so what they're going to try and uh, check with one of these tests is if the fluid changes inside the astronaut's body actually puts pressure up in somebody in the astronaut's head and on their brain. Um, so that's really interesting, um, you know, because long term uh, or even short term, that could definitely be an issue. Um, let's see. Um, looks like the space launch is still go T minus 13 minutes and 27 seconds. Um, as I'm looking at it now. Um, so yeah, and there's also uh, the ISS Espresso, um, which is an espresso machine uh, that they're gonna be using up in the ISS. And I know that sounds, you know, a little la-di-da. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, they're spending all our money on an espresso machine. Well, it's not just an espresso machine. Yes, will they be able to brew coffee? Yes. Will they be able to brew espressos? Yes. How about tea? How about all that? Uh, but <laughs> it's not just about that. It's, it's so that we can learn how um, this machine's gonna help us learn how things, and fluids specifically, uh, operate in space. I mean, they had to design, uh, it, they did a 3D printed cup that's actually made, because there's no gra there's microgravity up there. It's, it's so little, it's basically null. So, basically, uh, they need to figure out, like, you can't just pour c water out of a cup. So there's got to be a different shape to it. Um, and I'm sure this uh, ISS Espresso uh, is the same deal. So, um, you know, this machine's going to help us understand. I mean, I'm sure there's already a whole bunch of stuff inside it. But it's, a, it's to teach us how this stuff will work in space. And let me tell you, if, if we all start getting the chance to go up to space and the price drops and, and we get to go up there, I'm definitely going to enjoy either a coffee or, or something up there. Um, so I'd rather them work on it now so that by the time we all get up there, uh, we don't have to worry about when, it, you know, can you imagine being up there and, and, and not having any coffee? Oh my God, that would be terrible. It would be terrible. You wouldn't be able to do anything. Um, it's for coffee drinkers. I mean, of course, the, <laughs> the stupidest thing about it is it's, it's a, you know, it's a freaking drug. You know, the, most people, once they become coffee drinkers, they're only doing it to normalize themselves. They're not doing it to <laughs> to actually gain energy. It's because they wake up, they're tired as, as all hell. They're like, I need a cup of coffee to get back. That's that's like textbook def, uh, addiction. But um, I'm a coffee drinker. I don't I don't care. Just let's let's call it what it is. It's <laughs> it's definitely an addiction. So I would rather them <laughs> work on that now. So by the time we get up there, it's not an issue. Um, but yep, looking at it, it looks like it froze again. So let's try and reset that. This is not working a hundred percent how I would have liked it, but uh, what can you do?
I'm just happy I'm sitting down. I um, I've I've uh, I've walked a lot today. Uh, just for this, just trying to find a place. The problem is, it's windy. It's also uh, uh, like right next to a, like a pretty main road, two way. Um, there's a lot of cars, a lot of wind, so I was worried it wasn't gonna come out with the uh, the recorder. So um, after walking all around the place, uh, I chalked up I chalked up my um, 8,000 steps for the day. Uh, I don't know if anyone else uh, tracks uh, their steps. Oh, sorry, one sec. Okay, so something is happening. It's 9 minutes and 50 seconds. They're doing a countdown. Okay, I think they're just going through their checklist. I'll, I'll get back to it in a sec. Um, I've got I've got my headphones into at the same time, so, so it doesn't come through. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I don't have permission to use the audio from NASA. So, um, no, it seems like, yeah, I think they're just doing preliminary checks that they got under 10 minutes. Uh, to make sure everything's okay, but countdown's still going, so 9 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, okay, uh, what else? Oh yeah, so, does anyone track, uh, use one of the, like, the pedometers we have today? Um, it, uh, it's pretty cool. I gotta say, it's, it's, it's interesting, because, you know, at least what I s get told is, uh, the 10,000 steps, and the people I've talked to who use it, it's always, you know, you should be doing 10,000 steps a day, which... Really, I mean, it seems like it's nothing. Um, but at the same time, like, given how we do today, the, the amount of time you spend in a car, the amount of time you spend, uh, especially, I mean, as a student, uh, an engineering student, oh my God, the amount of time you spend in a, in a freaking desk in front of a computer is just unreal. 10,000 steps, once you start counting them, you're like, oh my God, like, I'm like, like there was there's some days I only record like 2,500 steps and it's like wow I'm just a fat piece of shit like why 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 can't I sorry if there's a someone started a car so that's coming up I'm sorry um so it's just like it's like man it's like and that that's that's just the the normal recommended like healthy pace is 10,000 a day that's not getting you in great shape that's not um even athletic that's just normal um and when you think about it like in perspective like years ago like you had to walk everywhere you had to do everything and that's why like people didn't move around people got set people settled uh, it's because it's like why it's like it's gonna take us forever the people that traveled across the country in, in the united states that went like the gold rush right that traveled <laughs> like across the country like that's some like ridiculous um that would take them i don't even know how long it took them years i, I would guess um because you'd have to move uh and then you'd have to you'd be traveling as much as you could uh and then settling and, <laughs> and uh, all i could think of is the oregon trail anyone else play that when they were younger it was like the big thing when we were in elementary school uh we just play the oregon trail and like no one ever made it everyone died of something um you either got attacked by uh native americans you either got attacked by uh the biggest thing was diseases you'd always die by disease you could forget crossing like the river 
um, your thing always like just sunk. Um, <laughs> it's basically like doing this is basically impossible. Like the people that made it, it's just amazing they even made it at all. <laughs> but uh, all right, so team. Minus six minutes and 26 seconds, <laughs> and everything seems fine. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just crazy. Um, what's even crazier though is these last few days because you know we're in New England, if, if you're unaware, and it's just it's like it. So, what I'm trying to say is it there's finally been sun out, like no clouds, and it's been anywhere from 65 to 75 degrees, which. Anyone, like, on the West Coast is probably laughing at that, and they're probably like, that's freezing, like, you need a coat or something. It's the best weather we've had since the beginning of January, because we've had all these terrible storms. And, like, you can just tell everyone's smiling, people are happy. Um, like, literally, when you see the sun outside, like, the last few days, the first day, there was just, like, this weird craze where it was, like, to get outside <laughs> I need to go in the sun like you could just feel your body wanting to go outside like and then the next day it was Sunday yesterday and it was so nice like you'd just be sitting there enjoying it and then you'd you'd be like this isn't real like <laughs> this is not happening um, like this is a mirage like uh, like I, I, I shouldn't be enjoying myself. <laughs> I should be miserable right now. But no, um, it's just so nice to have good weather, man. I can't even, like seriously. I, I've been in a daze the last few days, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Where it's just like, wow, this winter was brutal, but we made it. We made it. We're on the other side of it. I mean, hopefully, it uh, it stays nice. This whole week's supposed to be nice, but. Um, Oh, it's just, I can't even, I'm just gonna say it again, it's awesome, it's nice, I said it's, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not speechless, because obviously I can just talk for hours, but, uh, um, it's amazing, so I, I, I won't, I won't bore you anymore with me just talking incessantly about how nice the weather is, but I hope the point came across that it's just insane how, what a difference it's been, and how crappy the weather's been, that just a 70 degree day with pretty high winds and no clouds is it, it just feels like god sent it, it's unbelievable so back to the launch we're at three minutes oh it froze again uh it was going pretty well there for a while uh probably three minutes and 30 seconds would be my guess uh we'll see as it restarts here one second yes three minutes and 20 seconds um it doesn't look too bad um the looks like the weather's somewhat clear over the launch pad i mean but that's um i'm sure there's a ton of things that go into it now, i'm not 100 sure i haven't looked into this but my guess is like it's not there's there's a whole bunch of procedures post-launch like if they need to abort the mission um, you know, that's where this weather, uh, well, I hear, I hear we're calling a no-go. Oh, stop freezing on me. <laughs> I need to know what's happening. Uh, I was going to boast about how this is the future and 
and this is amazing that I can do this. I, I pictured myself lying out in the <laughs> the outside, just enjoying, thoroughly enjoying the weather, and uh, boasting about how this is the future and it's amazing. And if you told someone this ten years ago, uh, they would have thought you were a witch. Um, but of course, you know, it, it doesn't work perfectly, and. It <laughs> And it didn't work at all like I thought it would. <laughs> but that's... That's real life, folks. Um, I'm just waiting to hear here what, uh... Yes, terminal count, they are aborting. Um, according to what I just heard. Um, my guess is the weather. But I'm just waiting to hear in a second here. Load. Oh, another thing, too. Okay, they're going down their checklist for all the things, different systems. Hmm. Well, uh, if if I don't talk very much, it's because I'm just listening to hear the the checklist here. FTS. I don't even know what that stands for, but that's what they're talking about. GC is probably guidance control. Let's see, what else? What else? Okay, so the, the, the clock is gone, but it, it's been off and on since we started, so... Okay, Falcon Launch Control. Here we go. Yep, hold was called at 2 minutes 39 seconds. T-minus 2 minutes 39 seconds by the flight controller. Um, yes, the storm cell... Yes. <laughs> I can't even believe how, how weird this must sound. Yes, so the storm cells that were forming uh, above north of it um, were too much. The flight controller called it off. Um, listen to the voice of Mike Curie. Um, that's a cool job, man. To uh, to be the voice of um, space launches. That's, that's a nice gig, man. That's a really nice gig. But, okay, yeah, so they got a, a visual of the launch commit criteria, so they had all of them except for, um, detached anvil cloud rule was a no-go. Looks like there's 14 different, okay, so there's a range weather commit criteria that has, like, 10 different ones that have to be go, 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 all of them go, um, I assume. And then there's the Falcon 9 weather commit criteria, and they only have four. So... Yeah, so they, so one of the ten range weather commit criterias, um, didn't, uh, didn't pass, so number four. So, that's what it is. Ah, so some of the east and west coast sea breezes connected, and, uh, yeah, so apparently unusual weather for the space coast, um, but, uh, in this time of the year, but, uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It. This is like we've said before on this on the show. Uh, this is what happens. Um, but these are the uh, these are the launch hangouts. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to go inside. Um, I ate and then walked like five thousand steps. So I'm gonna go relax a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yes. So tomorrow, 24 hour scrub. Um, apparently, it's a 50% chance of go weather. Uh, so, uh, 
uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, now, I don't know what the deal is for that for tomorrow. Or, if tomorrow can't happen, when the next launch will happen, because it's all about this launch windows. Uh, that the, the mission can actually make it to the ISS, that's, you know, the whole thing. So, we'll see. We will see. Um, yeah, that's about it, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll tag this on with a little bit more. Uh, we'll be doing more coverage tomorrow. Uh, and, thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. What we're going to do here, uh, since this is right after the on-the-road coverage of the uh, the Scrubbed launch, what we're going to do is go over the launch on April 14th. Um, we're going to go over, give you a lightning round of what happened and just everything that happened with the launch all the way through to updates today as I'm recording this on the 21st of April. So let's get into it and see what happened with a lightning round coverage of the CRS-6 launch. On Tuesday, April 14, 2015, the Falcon 9 rocket and Dragon spacecraft lifted off at 4.10 p.m. Eastern Time. The weather had gone from 50% to 60% favorable, but was definitely a concern throughout the day. But when the Falcon 9 took off, it was a beautiful image watching it launch into a nearly cloudless sky. Uh, the first stage launched and deployed, uh, which looked fantastic, by the way. Really, if you guys aren't watching coverage of the um, of SpaceX launching their Falcon 9s, I gotta say, it's, it's a combination of just... It's everything so compact and technical... But it just has so much power. I mean, it's, it screams power and screams science. And it's, it's fantastic. But after the first stage launched and deployed, the second stage ignited and then shut off, releasing the Dragon into orbit approximately 10 minutes into flight. There was a slight pause as everyone awaited confirmation that the solar arrays deployed. After they did, there was huge cheers from uh, the, uh, the SpaceX crew in California, and now, with power available, the Dragon would make its way to the ISS. Also, for the first time, public broadcast of the launch showed a video feed of the solar arrays deploying outside of the Dragon craft. The arrays were seen slowly and gently opening, which is fantastic because the less force and speed that those solar arrays release with, the easier it'll be to make sure Dragon is where it is, and you don't have to use any fuel to correct any changes really quick or heavy solar ray deployment would have done. Dragon spacecraft was carrying 4,300 pounds of payload and supplies to the ISS. The Dragon would then take two and a half days to reach the ISS as it tracked down the ISS in orbit. On April 17th, at 9.29 a.m. Eastern Time, SpaceX's Dragon cargo spacecraft birthed to the Harmony module of the ISS. Samantha Cristoforetti grabbed the Dragon with the robotic arm Canadarm2. On Dragon's approach, Samantha donned her Star Trek uniform and took a great picture of herself, Dragon, and Earth. 
definitely worth a look. Check her out at Astro Sam on Twitter. According to blogs.nasa.gov, Expedition 43 unloaded crew supplies and some scientific gear from Dragon on April 18, 2015. NASA astronauts Terry Virks and Scott Kelly opened hatches and floated into the new SpaceX Dragon space plane. The Dragon will remain at the ISS for five weeks as cargo transfers occur on board to bring supplies back to Earth. On board Dragon were several supplies, some of which were 1. The rodent research gear 2. A pair of new polar science freezers which will be used to store science samples at minus 80 degrees Celsius and allow them to be transported back to Earth. The rest included technology demonstrations, science experiments, and critical materials to support 40 of more than 250 science and research investigations during Expeditions 43 and 44. For more information on supplies and science aboard, check out the mission pages available at nasa.gov, which are which look fantastic, by the way. It's really easy to read, and there's a lot of info in there. But that link will be included in the podcast page, so you don't have to look far. According to a post on April 21st, 2015, Scott Kelly and Terry Virch started working on the rodent research experiment, which is a study of the effects on microgravity on living organisms. The two NASA astronauts were looking at how the body systems of mice change in space. According to the Space Station blog, the results may promote the development of new drugs tackling the effects of aging and disease on Earth. The next attempt for SpaceX to land and recover the first stage Falcon 9 rocket will be CRS-7, slated for June 2015. about the landing or so it's called uh, landing attempt of the first stage Falcon 9 rocket so let's let's go over the events and, and think about this logically all right enough of this moaning and complaining and and all this this just spewing of hate that that apparently is happening online um, just just sheer complaining let's go over actually what happened all right so the first stage, after it had already completed its original mission of delivering the second stage and dragon it into orbit, right, performed a maneuver to spin itself back down so it can retro-rocket start to slow itself down to then robotically find a, a spaceport drone ship to land itself while, while coming back at, at extreme speeds, okay? So it found the the, the drone ship and had just a little too much lateral velocity which it came in too hard the soft landing didn't happen but it landed upright now let's compare that we'll get more into that in a second but let's compare that to the last time they attempted this right the last time they attempted this they didn't have enough hydraulic fluid and still the rocket found itself at the barge 
but exploded in, in a fantastic show, which I definitely enjoyed. <laughs> but there was no hearing. There was no, there was no, you know, the, the company didn't go under because it completed its original mission. This is all add-on, extra bonus, extra content, right? So, so they, they do this the second time. And they manage to land the rocket with the legs essentially face up. If you look at the first images that were sent out by Elon Musk and SpaceX, it looked like the rocket um, landed or, or was landing relatively soft. And then, you know, there was a bunch of smoke. That's all you could tell from the first pictures. Then the first video came out, which um, didn't have great quality. But from a long distance, you saw the first stage uh, come down and it was doing what seemed to be like the divert maneuvers they were doing in the early uh, test launches from the SpaceX uh, test facilities. So that to me was like, okay, great. So those tests, in retrospect now, those were the divert maneuvers that they were trying to do that they're now performing now. So just seeing that, that that's, that's amazing. That means, okay, cool. So, so we are actually seeing more than we really know. And they're showing us things, you know, we just, you know, wouldn't know. So now we're seeing them being used, which is amazing. So, so now they're, and they had already fixed the problem with the hydraulic fins of them coming in with too much, um, this is my opinion, I don't have it in front of me, this is what I remember reading. Uh, <laughs> but what I remember reading is that uh, the first time they tried to retro start the rocket, they had too much, um, momentum as it was spinning down after it had come out of supersonic speeds. So they needed something to help uh, direct it. So the simple solution was the fins. So now their next solution that they need to find is how to get that lateral velocity down or really just how to get themselves to soft land better. I mean, as far as fixing problems go, they've already shown to, to solve problems. I mean, let's, let's put this in perspective, right? In an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson on Star Talk Radio, uh, Elon Musk uh, said that the original reason uh, that he wanted that what the original thing he wanted to do, if I can paraphrase, I don't think I'm quoting it directly, but he wanted to do some type of philanthropic mission that would help increase the budget of NASA, so that we can continue <laughs> on going to Mars, because when he went to go look online, there wasn't a mission slated. Um, so how many people, to be honest, how many people heard about SpaceX trying to land a rocket? Pretty much every person. It was trending all over the place. It was up for days. They even had a, someone at the company, apparently, allegedly, I don't know, this is what I saw on Twitter, leaked another video. I didn't watch the video that was apparently on the barge because it wasn't official from Elon or from SpaceX. So I wasn't going to watch some drivel that someone tried to leak. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait until it officially comes out from them because they're about as open as a company should be, especially a company that's doing space exploration. So I'm not going to waste my time watching some leaked footage by some ass who, who decided to leak it. You know, But that goes to prove just how popular SpaceX is in doing what they're doing. When someone hears someone's going to try and land a rocket on a spaceport drone ship, called just read the instructions people are gonna watch so he's not only doing his original mission of his philanthropic mission 
he's also at the same time reducing costs by, by trying to get these first stages reusable, these rockets reusable. So that way you don't have to spend money rebuilding it. You can literally, in the same mission, bring it back down, refuel it at the drone ship, and then hopefully bring it back and then launch it again. I mean, that's fantastic. So as far as his original mission, he's already far beyond, as he said himself on Twitter, if it works, then he deserves to buy himself a volcano lair. I agree. Go for it, dude. You, <laughs> you more than deserved it after PayPal. But uh, let's go back even further to what Elon said on the first day, which most people probably didn't pay attention to because they scrubbed it. He said on the first day, there was less than 50% chance of him land, of the rocket landing. And then by the end of the year, the number he gave of 80% is based on having multiple opportunities towards the end of the year. So the first time, it exploded basically at a 45-degree angle at the edge of the barge, but still managed to, to find the barge, right? Regardless of not, not having a fuel. The second one came down a little bit hard, uh, not enough to um, be able, uh, not soft enough to save it, but it still landed straight. And the only reason it didn't, it tipped over, was because it came in with too much lateral velocity or sideways horizontal velocity. So they fix that, and they can fine tune everything else. They've from step to step, they are improving. And if you're one of those people who just comes in at the point that it's popular, you're gonna say some pretty ignorant stuff. And that's what we're seeing. So anyone who gets worked up about this, or who, you know, if you hear it in my voice, because I'm passionate, it's not because I'm worked up. <laughs> um, but if you hear those people, it's mm. called hate. If this is going to get popular, haters are going to come. That's inevitable with anything of success. So don't get yourselves worked up about it. Just pay attention to the facts. Because everyone else is going to go look at something else for the next two days. And then they'll come back. And they'll talk some more shit, and then they'll be gone. Literally, I think it's three, maybe four days max on topics. That's that's my over-under right now on how long people actually care about topics. So don't worry about those people. Worry about what's really going on right now, which is SpaceX, an American company, a privately owned company that is also a government contractor of the taxpayers. Our money is, is being funded to them to help them improve space travel. So this is as much a part of the American culture as it is the fact that it's an American business. So if you're a taxpayer, be proud as hell that our tax money is being used for something that is successful, is working towards progress, and has legitimate goals, and does well with the money they have. This is amazing stuff that's going on. And... If people are going to hate, let them. Let them, because he's going to prove them all wrong, step by step by step. They'll always have something to complain about, like complaining about the fact that he didn't complete it. He said less than 50% chance. That looked more than that. It looked way more successful than the last one, which looked incredibly more successful than the one before, because it had never been done before. So don't worry about those people. Worry about what's really going on. And my rant is over, which I think it is. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> this episode. I know it took uh, a little bit long time uh, to come out, but uh, I am in 
the hell weeks of the final semester of college. I haven't even let myself really make, make that distinction in my head because I've got to stay focused. So unfortunately, the podcast took a little bit of a dip. But if you've been paying attention online, I have been on our pages on my Twitter feed, at El Greco, E-L-G-R-3-C-O, and on the Facebook page, which has been doing really well, um, Today in Space podcast on Facebook. Uh, I have been doing a lot of work there. So thank you for everyone who follows me there. If you don't follow me already, I would love to get your uh, follow, like, whatever it is. Um, Just trying to do some new, interesting, original stuff and promoting things that are good and original online. So what else? What else? Um, If you're listening to this, uh, the website is getting a bit of a jump. Uh, There's going to be some new art coming out. There's going to be some new music coming out. Actually, on the lightning round you just heard, uh, that was some new music, uh, just some new background music that me and John had been working on, um, needed something to put in, so there you go. (laughs) So so I'll be slipping those in. and I've also got some projects that are coming up as well. Um, I'm going to be starting a new page on the website. Don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Don't know what it's going to look like. But uh, it's going to be just a bunch of projects I'm working on. And I'm going to make it, hopefully, hopefully, and with your input, the viewers, the listeners, the followers, the fans, um, I would love all your input on all these things that come back, good or constructive. A criticism is good as long as it's <laughs> trying to help me get better. You know, if it's just to be critical, I mean, you can say it, by all means, I just may not listen. Um, uh, But if you're constructively criticizing me, I will listen. Uh, Other than that, yeah, so just a bunch of engineering projects. Uh, The 3D printer, I'm uh, constantly videotaping and and documenting everything I'm doing with the printer. And I'm going to be bringing it to you guys as well, so it'll be on that page. And they even do its own 3D printed page. This is all just me thinking off the cuff, so don't take any of it too seriously uh, specifically. But uh, all of this is being worked on. Uh, and if you didn't notice, this is uh, the sound of a, of a Greek man walking around talking into a mic. So <laughs> if you're hearing something, that's me moving, waving my arms, um, because that's how I am. <laughs> is that enough? Is that good? Uh, anyways, thank you all for listening. Um, we've got a lot of things coming up, a lot of big plans. Uh, we'll be doing some more space business on the next episode. Um, yeah, a lot of cool, interesting things. Uh, more more with the assistant, more with John, uh, and we'll also be having a few more guests too as well. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe. We will be doing definitely, definitely, definitely. We'll be doing a page to explain podcasts in one way not the way but in one way as far as our show goes and how to subscribe on iphone on android and on the computer so uh, i will have that available for you um that will be coming out as soon as i can get it out finals weeks coming up it's hell but i'm trying to get this content out to you guys as much as possible enough about me thank you thank you thank you for listening and we will be back Not this week, but the week after, with another episode of Today in Space. Thank you for listening. Have a good weekend, friends.